0: He amazes me time and time and time again. And I'm so thankful that every day with him is better than before. He is the only one that I know who can make a beautiful day and he's able to make it even better the next day. I don't... I've enjoyed many things in my life, but I've never found someone like him who gets better and better and better. And what's amazing is in eternity, we will never stop being in awe of who he is. When you think of that, that's like, man, we think we got it figured out now. And a couple nights ago, I went outside. It was midnight. I looked up in the stars, and and it's amazing. When you look at the stars, it's like they expand, and there's more of them as you sit and watch. And I looked at the stars, and I could count a couple dozen, and then about 30 seconds later, more. And then 30 seconds later, more. And I thought, now this is me being me. When I get to heaven... I don't know if I'm going to need a jet pack or not. But I'll be able to go to that one. And I'll probably spend a couple days checking that one out. And then I'll go over to that one. And each one of them will have such a beauty that only Christ, God our Father, can make. And And um i'm I'm in awe of this. here's another funny thing, me being me. Does anybody here Okay, all right. anybody here um, see pictures from the James uh, Webb telescope? And that's something that the, um, if you if you do great, if you don't, I'd encourage you to check it out. It is mind-boggling for me anyways, and that might be a simple thing to do, but it's mind-boggling to me the beauty that science is finding, and they're, they're, they're just going, this is amazing, this is amazing, and, and all it does to me is it speaks of our creator. Amen. Children, you are excused for Sunday school. Um, Adrian and Charlene, I am impressed that you guys have time off. That You're all the way up at a 100-mile house. Not that I could figure it out, but that's what the thing said. Prince George, you come back, you sleep for an hour or two, maybe, and you're found in God's house when you could be away. I just want to honor you. That faithfulness is not unseen or unnoticed by our king. So I want to honor you, and I want to thank you for being such an example of faithfulness. Thank you. It, well, you just threw out a challenge. <laughs> I, I brought this up to try to speak peacefully and calmly and it sounds like that might just be something that adds to the aura, the, the aura of what you're going to be experiencing. Um, this, Wednesday, this Saturday, the 27th, uh, the Diamonds are meeting at 11. The time has changed, so everybody, 11 a.m., the Diamonds are meeting at Alvina's home for waffles. If you don't know where Alvina's home is, Alvina, raise your hand. If you like waffles... Grab her and say, Where are you? Give me your address and chat with her or Shirley. Amen. This is a house of peace. As we were worshiping this morning, I had this crazy thought. We chase the world to find our next thrill we chase the world we we go whitewater rafting we go zip lining we go high diving we we have these um, adrenaline things that we look for and 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 sometimes we find them in activities and sometimes we find them in products cars homes drugs alcohol but we have this There's something, I think, inside of us that craves more. And Jesus is the one that truly satisfies. And as we were worshiping, and Pastor Nelson, you can talk to me later. Don't correct me right now because it's live on air. (laughs) But if you're looking for a high... If you're looking for an adrenaline rush, if you're looking for something to, to to beat what you had last week, press in and ask God, because the Holy Spirit is overwhelming. He is over the top. He knocked people out he caused people to speak languages they had never learned he caused them to be a bold that they had never a boldness they never had god is better than any adrenaline rush any high any satisfaction that we get from something here on this planet and i, I i'm serious when i say this if you're seeking for something like that Ask him. You say, what? That might sound a little ridiculous or or like, what? But if you're going, Lord, I could use a shot of peace. Who better to ask than the one who brings peace? If you're saying, I could shoot, get a shot of excitement, you say, "What what are you doing, David? What are you saying? We look for answers everywhere else. But he's the answer, and I want to encourage you. If, if if you're craving, he's craveable. He is able, and I will let him deal with that. And if you get hooked on Jesus because of that, well. That's better Getting getting hooked on something else. And everybody said, huh? <laughs> I, I think sometimes we need to realize how amazing God is. Um, I want to talk about this is a house of peace. Last week we talked about and and. I laid a little bit of a theological basis for peace. When we talk about peace, and I, I had a number of thoughts here, and I'm just going to read them in, in remembrance from last week. But God is the God of peace. God is the giver of peace. Jesus is called the Prince of Peace. It says that God is the way of peace. There's another passage that says Jesus is our peace. And God in Ezekiel says that he makes a covenant of peace. And because of that, peace comes from the true author, the true manufacturer, if you want to use it in terms that maybe we understand today, the true manufacturer of peace is God. He makes it pure. He makes it undefiled. He makes it undefiled, undefiable, uh, defiable, defilable. God help me. He makes it right. If you're looking for the standard for peace, it's found in Jesus. It's found in God. And so we we talked about that and today I want to stretch I want to stretch us. Anybody here up for a little bit of stretch? Thank you. There was one person that raised their hand. I'll just be looking at you for the rest of the sermon. I'd like us to to be brave and courageous this morning, to be honest and open. I have found I need his peace. I found it takes all of about 25 seconds to start my day And Something can be wrong. I've had it where I've woken up because people have woken me up because there's something stressful happening. I haven't even had to take a breath in the morning, and I'm already dealing with something. And I found I am a candidate for his peace. I am a candidate for his peace. And as I was studying... I was amazed at how the peace of God, now the peace of God is connected with his presence. So where his presence is, there will automatically be peace. I've had individuals that I walk into their presence and they have such an authority among them and in them that it literally affects the place where they're at. I've walked into rooms, and it's like um, somebody, and it's it, you just feel it. I heard a story of, of Oral Roberts who went to a meeting, and he arrived late, and there were ministers in front, in the front, and he came behind them. And I heard this um, from a, a pastor, a well-respected man of God, and he says, and they, they they were talking, the guys in the front row, a couple of them, And they didn't realize that Oral Roberts had come, who was a man man who had a gift of healing. But they said all of a sudden, they sensed this amazing presence of God and a power to heal. And they found out later that was when Oral Roberts came. Now, it wasn't Oral Roberts. It's God. But you and I are carriers of God. my dad he would walk into the office at work and he would change the feeling in that office because he was just cool and calm and nothing seemed to rattle him he later told me that he would walk down the stairs go underneath the stairs and they'll go god help me and he'd cry out to god but i never knew that but he would tell me about how he would ask God for help because I knew some of the situations he was facing. But he'd walk up into that office and he'd the atmosphere in that room because he was the boss. And you and I are carriers of that. So I want to share a few thoughts about Peace. The peace that God brings is a peace that brings wholeness. Whole. It brings wellness. In the Old Testament, they would often ask the word shalom, which is the word peace in the Hebrew, actually means how is your welfare? How are you faring? Isn't that an appropriate question? question in today's day and age (laughs) how are you faring how is your soul it wasn't just a watered down hi how are you doing walking away it was a genuine interaction it's a peace that's safe the peace of God is a safe place to be it's safe I read as I was studying a funny thing about peace it says if you want peace prepare for war (laughs) so I want you to understand you say I'd like peace prepare for war but I also want you to understand that the peace Jesus brings, he already did the warfare. The word peace in the Old Testament has a picture. I, I love the Hebrew language because there's pictures which aren't the true meaning, but what they do is they give you a description or an understanding. And for me, that, that's great. I, I, somehow I see things in pictures. And the word peace... Is the picture that it has is that which devoured the authority that caused chaos. Now, think about that. The authority that caused chaos is defeated. That's the picture of peace. Now, who is that? It's Jesus. And as I'm talking right now, I'm looking at you and his peace is coming. If you've got trouble in your soul, if you've got stress in your spirit, let his peace rule over that. It's a peace that lives away from a life of struggle. It's not a peace that lives from a life of struggle. Peace does not mean that there's no struggle or strife. It just means that I don't live there. In the Old Testament, David was not able to uh, build the temple, God said, because you were a man of war. So Solomon whose name actually carries the name peace in it, Shalom, is, that's part of the, of the root of the word Solomon, he was a man who built the temple, and it says that he had no wars or no enemy. It, it was peace. He had peace. It's not absent from conflict or struggle or resistance, but it's a peace that is greater and the struggle, the resistance, or the conflict. It says in Romans 12, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. If we can think about peace differently, I believe it can change the way we live. Jesus said, this peace I give you this peace I leave with you. And then he continued and he says, and it's a peace that is different than the world. The world will try to give you terms and contracts and conditions and the peace that Jesus gives us is a peace that it just says, here I am. In fact, when it says, I give you that peace, that word actually means a divorcing. It carries, and, and it's, it's not that he divorced, but it's like he removed it from him to give it to us. He says, I am so committed to you, I will give you the same thing that I've operated in, the same thing I've walked in, the same thing how I've lived and breathed, I will give that to you. In 2022, peace is a commodity that is more precious than gold or diamonds. People will pay to have a peace of mind. You don't think so? You look at spas, you look at wellness centers, you look at all those different methods of thinking, and what they're trying to do is they're trying to bring comfort and peace in a world of chaos. And this morning, I want us to see in a greater way, it's not that we don't know this, but what I'm hoping to do as I share is for us to see how amazing God is. How amazing he is he's such a good father that he welcomes us when we come, even in the old testament I, I i i grew I grew up in church, and sometimes the the thought that came was in the Old Testament God behaved in this manner and in the New Testament he behaved in that manner, and I know there's a new covenant. But the picture in the Old Testament points to Christ. And in the Old Testament, God even said to the children of Israel, listen, I know, I know that you're going to walk away from me, but if you come back, I'll be here. (laughs) He goes beyond human intellect. We serve a God that's so good that when we're far away from him, he is near. His peace. Oh, I wrote this big word and I practiced it, and I don't know if I'm going to get it right. A peace that is superfluous. I know it says superfluous, but it just doesn't sound the same way. I like superfluous. Superfluous. <laughs> uh, Jesus said, I've come to give you life and to give it to you more abundantly. The peace that he has, which is his life, is a life that he says is an over-the-top, above-and-beyond, a ridiculous expectation of life that you and I might know. The God that we serve isn't interested in me in living a life at this level when he says, I've paid for it at this level. If you're struggling with peace, if you're struggling with anxiety, and by the way, I, I, I sometimes I think we, we cause, we, we say, oh, if, you, if you're anxious, you're sin." No, I think what happens is if we, what we do with it. Just like the Bible says, fear not. It wouldn't say fear not if we didn't have fear. Mm-hmm. But it's what we do with it. Yeah. The moment fear comes, am I going to go down the path or am I going to say, God, I give this to you? When anxious thoughts come, do I say, I give them to you? It's a piece that is beyond. I've come to give you life, John 10.10. 10. If you're writing notes, I've got a bunch of verses. It's not just me talking. John 10.10. 10. Here's one for you. Pastor Daniel referred to it this morning. Philippians 4, verse 7. Now, we're going to just we're going to slowly work through these and I purposely didn't write down the whole verse so that I actually would turn to them and, and get to them, and and I just want to be slow, methodical, peaceful this morning. I loved worship. There was something beautiful that I experienced in worship. In in Philippians 4, verse 7, Paul is writing to the church there. It starts in verse 4, Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I'll say rejoice. Let your gentle spirit be known to all men. The Lord is near. This is his experience. His, his writing to them and his exhortation to them. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and by supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be known, made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all comprehension, will guard your heart's and your minds I believe what he's saying is the peace of God will come and he will actually guard your thinking and your thoughts your mind his peace is unexplicable his peace is protective have you ever had a conversation with somebody and they start talking And they don't have all the facts, but they make a judgment and then they take it to the next step and the next step and they're all the way down here, but they don't have all the facts. I had that happen to me this week. We were away for a few days and we were missing something, some life jackets. And it was, and I walked around, I couldn't find them. My first thought was, who took them? And then it was, who was here on this property that would have taken them? Then I started to think how many people were there. Then I found out somebody had come to the property and I wasn't there, and they said, oh, we came to pick up some material, and they left. And I looked and I checked on how much material was left on the property, and I didn't see anything that they took. Now, I started here. I was ready to call the guy over four life jackets just because I thought it would be a good thing for the principle of it. <laughs> Somebody said, well, did you check everywhere? I thought I had. I found out. I, 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 was, I was talking to God about this. I said, that individual that came, what did they take? My brother... Lovingly looked at me and said, He took some pipe. And then I said, Oh, that's right, there was some. Okay. Then I thought, Well, maybe I should do another look. So I went downstairs and I went, and we had a couple kayaks that were stuck together. I moved them, and they were tucked in the sitting area, the kayak. And I thought, Man, I worked myself up without even doing due diligence. I was do firing line. I wasn't due due diligence. How many times do we take one step, two step, three step, four step? We lose our peace. Come on. Anxious for nothing. Yes, you saw me. And then it's like, and I'm going, God, bring him back. I don't really want to make a big deal of this, but for the principle, I gotta establish this. I gotta be the man. I gotta set boundaries. I gotta. I I was making all these reasoning for why I was gonna do what I was gonna. Uh, Daniel's laughing. It's like uh, how we build ourselves, how we work ourselves up, and God says, "I've got peace for you." There's a peace that comes from paying off a debt. In 2 Kings chapter 4, I'm going to try to turn there while I'm talking, doing multiple tasking, multitasking here. Actually, I'm just saying something while I turn to the page, but it sounds like I'm multitasking. But this is the story of the widow who had no oil. And she came to the prophet, Elisha. And she says, my creditors have come and they want my two sons. My husband's dead. She was connected with the school of prophets. So there was a, a relational, there was an identifiable, there was some, and she comes to him and she calls on him and says, I've got problems. I need some help. And if you read the story, Elisha says, go get pots, as many as you can. Now, this is how amazing God is. And filled them. And she gathered them from her friends, and she filled them, and then she gets to the last one, and she says to her son, get some more. And they say, that's all we have. The oil stopped. They turned around and sold those things of oil and it says and they paid off their debt and they had rest the peace that God brings is a peace that he says I've paid off the debt so that you and I can rest The disciples, they feed 5,000 with Jesus, and they were part of the miracle. It wasn't just Jesus. He gave them the food. Can you imagine having that conversation? What do you do, Matthew? I, I just keep getting food. We had five loaves and two fish. You know, a couple happy meals. And we're at like, I counted, and I figured we'd done like 20 groups of 50. How many have you done? Well, I've done about 20 groups of 52, which is 1,000. I did the math. And it's like, it says they fed 5,000. And some of them say that was just men. You know what? I don't care if it's men and women. That's a lot of people. They have this amazing miracle. They get in the boat. And they have a storm. And what do they do? I can identify. They freak out. There's a few references to them in the boat. One of the references is that Jesus was not with them and he was walking on the water. And that was a very... (laughs) I don't know if I've got an inner sarcastic bone in me. But Peter says, if it's you, Jesus... Savior, bid me come. And I'm thinking, if it's Jesus or not, I might say, come. You know, like, I wouldn't have, like, if it's just some guy walking on the water, I might say, hey, yeah, sure, come on, let's see what, anyway, he says, come. And he gets out of the boat, and he sees the waves, and he starts to fall. Jesus grabs him, gets in the boat, Another story, Jesus asleep in the boat. The storm is so powerful, so strong, they think they're in danger. Now, these are some guys that have fishing careers. They've made their life living and been in boats. And they're afraid for their life. They go wake up Jesus, and he looks and he goes, Peace, be still. And then they go, what kind of guy is this that speaks to the wind and the waves? He's the guy that you and I serve. He's the one who said, I paid off the debt so that you don't have to live in that, but that you can live like this. It doesn't mean there's not storms. It doesn't mean that there's no trouble. It doesn't mean that there's no stress. But what it means is he's the one that paid off that debt. Psalm 23, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He leads me beside still waters. Peace. There's a piece that comes from completing a task in Nehemiah chapter 6. I want to read this to you, and then I've got a few more that I may just refer to. Nehemiah 6, the wall is finished, it says in verse 15. So the wall was completed on the 25th of the month, Elul, in 52 days, when all our enemies heard of it and all the nations surrounding us saw it, They lost their confidence for they recognized that this work had been accomplished with the help of our God. There is a peace that comes when we do the task that God has called us to do. In the middle of the stress, in the middle of the turmoil, in the middle of the opposition, and there's a peace that comes when we finish what God has called us to do, and our enemies look at it and say, there must have been some help from God. The peace that God has for you and me is unexplicable. It's incomprehensible. I I'm trying to explain it, and I don't think I'm doing it justice. God is so good. He offers us something so amazing. (laughs) It doesn't need updates. It doesn't need to be plugged in at night to be recharged. His mercies are new every day. His, His peace is abundant. It's perfect. It's undefiled. It's pure. It's unmistakable. I can't, the things that we have gone through as a church this last two years. I want to tell you, you are walking in the peace of God. Because it would have blown people over. And people say, how are you doing? I don't know how we've done it, if I can be honest with you, except by grace. Grace by the peace of God, by the goodness of God. And we're singing this morning, he's worthy. Oh, yeah, he's worthy. All power and strength belongs to him. Because I can't do it on my own. He is the God of peace. talks about peace that god brings has connected with it an inheritance inheriting the land in psalm 37 verse 11 talks about resting in the lord wait on the lord don't fret the humble will inherit the land and will delight themselves in abundant prosperity he's talking about a picture of peace Length of days and long life. Not just a long life, but I believe the peace of God can cause your 24-hour day to be more productive than somebody else's day. I'm radical enough to believe that a believer can get more accomplished in one day than somebody else when they walk in the peace of God. I'm convinced of it. I'm convinced of long life. Psalms 34, Proverbs 3. The peace, there's a peace that comes from righteousness, which causes us to have quietness, trust, and confidence. The peace that God has for us is there for us that despite a storm, we can be at peace not because of what we've done but because of what he's done I'm talking about the peace of god some of the commentaries refer to it as not just mopping up the mess but fixing the leak it's not just something that deals with the behavior. The peace of God is something that destroys the root. The peace of God for you and I is not just to change my behavior, but it is to eliminate that trigger that causes me to behave like that. The peace of God is so powerful it supersedes you and my ability to do things because the peace of God that passes understanding can be on us. Anybody here brave enough to say I could use a little bit more? I don't think the peace of God is just for you to enjoy alone. I think the peace of God is for you to enjoy and to pass it on. This is a house of peace. It's not meaning there's not conflict, but this is a house of peace. It doesn't mean... I'm lazy or irresponsible. But this is a house of peace. Even while I'm speaking right now, I sense a peace of God. I sense a peace of God. It's a peace that has a future, Jeremiah 29, 11. It's a peace that has tranquility, Psalm 23. It's a peace that's in the strength in the middle of it all, Psalm 29, verse 11. It's a peace that causes us to be recognized as family, Matthew 5, 8. It's a peace that is better and it's different, and it's better, it's stronger, it's purer, John 14. And in closing... I'd like to speak words of peace over you. Would you all stand? And I'd like to encourage you to open yourself up physically to receive a spiritual impartation and doing a physical act. And you receive it anyways, but I think there's some power to this. There's something to it. Just to take your hands in an open position to receive as if I'm laying something onto you, as if I'm giving something to you. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance on you and give you peace. God bless you. Carry his peace this week. Amen.